Chapter 28, Concept Number 1. This is not the real me. Concept 1. Hashem took a lofty angelic neshama, soul, which has the superior power of intellect, reason, morality, long-term vision, etc., and inserted it into a physical animalistic body. So here's what we're up against. Since you were created with the same physical needs and basic instincts of every other animal, you have bodily needs and an inborn pull toward living a physically pleasurable life. But this is completely foreign to your holy neshama, which is not bound to any form of Gashmi's physicality whatsoever, and is just craving accomplishment, growth, purpose, clarity, and it yearns to connect to its source, Hashem. So to start off with, it's like you have a split personality disorder. One side pulls you one way, and the other side pulls you the other way. Day by day, year after year, these two sides inside of you are having a tug of war. Your animal craves physical pleasure, and your soul craves spiritual pleasure, and neither has any concept of what the other one enjoys. But wait, things get even worse. You see, originally Hashem created Yetzahara, evil inclination, as a constant exterior force, pulling us toward fulfilling our animalistic needs and desires. However, something terrible happened. Rashi says, When the exterior evil inclination, represented by the Nachash, the snake, caused Adam and Chava to sin by eating from the Eitzadas, the tree of knowledge, the evil snake actually entered inside of them. And from then on, every single one of us has that evil slimy snake squatting deep inside of our consciousness. So allow us to sketch this out for you, just to make sure that you really, really get this concept once and for all. In a person's brain, there is one part that is tugging him up. Mitzvos, chesed, Torah, purity, holiness, and finally, Hashem. But inside that person's own brain, there's a deep, deep, deep pull. Two, bad thoughts, desires, sin, evil, all the way down. And that's all going on inside of your brain all the time. And you were wondering why you feel stressed out? This is a lot to deal with, and it's okay if you feel a little overwhelmed. You just realized that you are literally a wild beast with physical needs and urges similar to that of all wild beasts. And then on top of that, you also have a twisted, cunning, slimy snake lodged deep within you. Yuck. So to start off with, a part of you wants to be an animal, a part of you wants to be an angel. On top of that, you got the snake that came inside of you and it's constantly pulling you down. That's what we're up against. But now that you have the facts straight... Now we can get to work. Your job is now to split your external image, represented by your current actions and thoughts, which are under the influence of the combined powers of the beast and the snake, from who you really are, which is your pure, internal, angelic self that is yearning to be so good, so holy, and so close to Hashem. And this means that even if on the exterior you may seem to be rebellious, 
you must now understand that in essence, you are not a rebel. Although you may be thinking or acting in a way that seems as if you are spiritually contaminated, you must now comprehend that intrinsically you are pure and holy. And that's what the Medrash says. Yisrael nekru tzadikim, ve'amech kulam tzadikim. Yisrael is called righteous. As the Navi says, your nation is all righteous. Righteous? All? Did the Navi really say that every single Jew is completely a tzaddik, righteous? How is that possible? Yes, it's true, because it is the cunning snake that causes you to stumble and sin in the first place. And then it is that cunning snake that then turns the tables on you and tells you how low you are, convincing you that surely Hashem is not interested in you after what you just did. However, this is all a lie. Your response to the evil master must be, No, this is not true. I am great. I am pure. I am holy. I have an eternal pure soul, which is an actual piece of Hashem. I would never have sinned if not for you. It is you that is the root of all evil, not me. Look at what you did to me. If not for your influence over me, I would always act like such a good, pure, holy tzaddik. You are the underlying cause of each and every one of my sins. Just because you tripped me up, that does not prove that I am low and I am bad. It just proves how bad and evil you are. If I had the ability to slaughter you once and for all and never sin again... I certainly would. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Soul Survivor A true story. Enough is enough. He took out his brand new laptop. Yes, the one he saved up all year to buy. The one he showed all his friends, and they glared at him with envy. This was the fastest, strongest, quickest, zippiest, thinniest, lightiest laptop ever made. Yes, that one the one he really wanted to buy. He took it. Actually, he grabbed it. He threw it on the floor. He jumped on it. He kicked it. And then he took a hammer and smashed it to smithereens, screaming at it. I hate you. I hate you. He wasn't yelling at the metal. He was sending a message to its evil boss. He hit it harder, harder, punching it, kicking it faster, tears rolling down his cheeks as he vented his frustration on this technologically advanced version of the evil snake that somehow slithered into his life and wrapped itself around his neck, nearly choking him to death. Think of how you feel on Yom Kippur after just a few hours of disconnecting from being controlled by your beast and snake. Remember how good you want to be and how close you want to be to Hashem. And now realize that whenever you fall short of that lofty spiritual level, it is solely, only the work of the relentless beast and snake within you. It's time to take off your clown costume and meet the real you. Because once you separate your exterior actions and thoughts from your true, pure, holy essence, you can no longer judge who you are by your sinful thoughts and actions, which are nothing more than your beast and snake grabbing control of the wheel and forcing you to act against your true inner will. 
The truth is that the only reason you ever sinned in any way is only because your mind became numb and overcome with a spirit of foolishness that caused you to go against your better judgment and inner will. After all, who in his right mind would ever want to sin against the Creator of the world? And for what? And after so many times that you sinned, and then afterwards felt regret and disgust because of your actions, why would you ever sin again? If you accidentally ate dirt and were thoroughly disgusted by it, would you go out and eat dirt again and again and again and again? So you must now begin to define yourself by who you really are, your yearning, chuka, your desire to be good, your concept of truth, your inner understanding of right and wrong. When you sin and you feel bad, that proves that you essentially are good and that you understand right from wrong. You just have a technical problem that you need to work on and overcome. However, after all is said and done, you may still be struggling with the following question. Am I really a good and pure soul who falls only due to the Sahara burning inside of me like a raging fire? Or maybe have I already been transformed into becoming a bad, twisted, and immoral human being? Who am I? Well, fortunately, we have three quick and easy ways for you to tell. Number one, if you really are corrupt, then why exactly would you be interested in changing yourself? Why are you reading or listening to this book? Did you think that this book is going to teach you how to get rich quick? No, you know what this book is all about. So obviously the concept of improving your life must have appealed to you. That says something about who you really are. You are not happy with your current status and you're looking for ways to raise yourself up and become closer to Hashem. That's pretty amazing. It's good to meet you. Here's another way to know how incredible you really, really are deep down. Imagine that a blank piece of paper appears right now, right in front of you, and a pen suddenly materializes in your hand. All of a sudden you hear a heavenly voice. Sign your name on this piece of paper, and I will guarantee that you will never sin again. Well, that's my best way to do a heavenly voice. Well, anyway, would you sign up for that? You wouldn't even think twice about grabbing this amazing opportunity, a guarantee from whoever the heavenly voice is, saying that he guarantees that you'll never sin? Of course you would sign. But what does that prove to you? This is a clear indication and a deep insight into your internal rut zone, your will. You just prove to yourself that you want to be good. And guess what? Here's another way to see how pure and amazing you really are. If you were really immoral, then when you succumb to lowly sin, it wouldn't bother you. You wouldn't be filled with remorse about it. So if you have deep feelings of regret after you sin... You know what that tells you? It must mean that you really are a moral person. And that is precisely why you feel so very bad about what you did, because it only hurts to fall from a high place. So it's time for you to face the facts. You are actually an amazingly sweet and pure Yiddish soul who just wants to be good and would love to be connected to Hashem. Yep. That's the real you.
However, you may ask, how can you GPS people tell me that all the bad that I do comes from an outside source against my will, but what about the fact that I have Bechira, the power to choose, and I seem to be the one choosing to do bad over and over again? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Dangerous enemy. Joe was set for the boxing match of his life against his arch enemy, Mickey, the reigning heavyweight champion. Now, aside from being a great boxer, Mickey was also very cunning and he would use any and every dirty trick to win. Mickey found out that Joe had a schedule for the day of all of his boxing matches. At 2 o'clock, Joe would work out for two hours. Then at 4 o'clock, he would take a nap for two hours. At 6 o'clock, he would sit in the jacuzzi for 30 minutes and follow that up with another 30 minutes in the steam room. And then at exactly 7 o'clock, he would jump rope. And then at 7.30, he would be pumped up and ready to fight. So Mickey had to think about, how am I going to get the best out of Joe? So on the day of the boxing match... Sneaky Mickey secretly snuck into Joe's private dressing room and he programmed the heat to go all the way up to 90 degrees at 4.30 p.m. and then drop back to normal at 5.45. And this is what happened. Joe went through his normal routine and then at exactly 4 o'clock, Joe went to sleep for his two-hour nap. At precisely 6 o'clock, Joe's coaches came into the room to wake him up but they found him in a deep, deep sleep and drenched in sweat. They couldn't understand why Joe was so weak. Continuing with his set routine, because that's what he knew he needed to do, he then sat in the jacuzzi and then in the steam room, but instead of rejuvenating him and invigorating him, it just simply drained out all of his energy. By the time 7 o'clock rolled around, Joe was hardly able to even jump rope at all, but he pushed himself and pushed himself until 7.30, when he entered the ring with absolutely no energy left. Needless to say, Mickey won the boxing match in the very first round, and it seemed to all of the spectators that Joe couldn't even put up a fight against the mighty Mickey. However, we know the truth. The truth is that Joe's inability to properly fight Mickey was also because of Mickey. The same applies to you. Your lack of ability to even put up a good fight sometimes is also due to the undermining of the evil inclination. The Nesiva Shalom says, Yehudi hu ba'etzim eshubid la'ashem yisbarach. Ve'im hu choytei enoi elu mikra machmas she'ichshilo yetzer. Aval enoi meshubid le'koiches ha'sitra achra. A Jew is essentially bound to Hashem. We're all loyal to Hashem. That's who we really are. And when we sin, it's only a happening, a happenstance, something that happened to cause us, we who are good, to fall. And who causes that? The Sahara. But we're not bound to Him. And we're not a part of Him. He's just an external thing that causes us to go against our own nature. Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that your inner essence is pure and holy, and that is who you really are, since your holy neshama, your soul, cannot be affected and cannot be corrupted by your external behavior. 
Recognizing that your life has somehow been hijacked and you are now being forced to think or act contrary to who you really are inside is the very first step toward your personal redemption and recovery. And you're lost.